Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S., and each week we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs and a great show for you this week. And uh, we're going to kick it off by talking about an upcoming TV series that is just phenomenal to watch. It's on PBS. It's called American Veteran. And whether you are a veteran and you want to reminisce or whether you're a family member or you're interested in the military and you want to see what it's like, uh, this walks the veteran experience through the decades from like World War II to now. It's powerful. The visuals are amazing. I don't know where the hell they got the stock photography for this, but it is just an incredible look at what it's like to be a veteran. I volunteered for missions because I couldn't stop. It was just too exciting. I took it as a badge of honor that I was going to join the ranks like my father and my brother and my uncles. I quickly learned that there is a very stark line between before boot camp and after boot camp. And you are never the same. We cried, we laughed, we killed. We did everything together and for one another. I have a brother that was also in the service, but he was one of those that wouldn't talk about what he went through. And he said, you know, you don't think about it until you get home. You know, we're professors, we're farming, we're mayors. We work at Home Depot, we deliver the mail. I mean, we are your neighbors. It's important for people to hear these stories, not just to understand why and when and where we send our sons and daughters to go and fight but also in helping us to come home. We are living history. I am primary source. I'm telling you my story. You know, for 70 years, I never talked about it. My wife died six years ago. She never knew what I went through. It's like a big weight that I've been carrying around now I want to talk about it. 
And our guest today is going to talk about it with us. One of the producers of the show, Kelly Kennedy, is also the managing editor for The War Horse, a trusted source for, and I'll quote from their website, bulletproof reporting on the human impact of military service. And Kelly's also a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, and an army vet who deployed to both Desert Storm and in Mogadishu, Somalia. So with that, welcome to CBSI and Veterans, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. I remember when we first crossed paths, it was over your book that you co-wrote with Kate Germano called Fight Like a Girl, the truth about how female Marines are trained. But you've done so many things over your career, USA Today, Military Times, and you're one of the few journalists I know that has both been in combat as, as a service member and then covered it as a civilian journalist. Tell me a little bit about your time in the Army, uh, You know your rank, your rate, what you did, and a little bit about Desert Storm in Somalia. Sure. Um, I was Sec 4 Mafia, so E4 in the Army. and Yeah, E4 Mafia, yeah. <laughs> um, I was a cellular phone or satellite phone operator, so Desert Storm, we were the first ones to do satellite phones. We went in, you know, with a V, and we just kind of hopscotched in the middle of it, setting up satellites, uh, antennas, and, and the generals could talk on their little phones with our antennas. Uh, and then in Mogadishu, um, no one was hopscotching anywhere. So we just did like security kind of patrols there. Mm. Were you there the same era as uh, the famed and tragic Operation Gothic Serpent? So just before um, the whole Black Hawk Down piece of it, they sent the, the uh, support people home. And I was already in college when when that hit, watching it on TV and heartbreaking. So. Mm. So like even like long before it became the American experience to know somebody that was in combat, you were a young, you know, young gal there in college and and you were feeling that what much of America would feel decades later. Right. We recognize the streets. Well, you went on to do some great things. Uh, USA Today, I, of course, remember you from Military Times as well. Um, as a journalist embedded in both Afghanistan and Iraq, um, are there any poignant moments that you remember that that just touched your heart, like this TV series we're getting ready to talk about? Oh, gosh. Um, so many. I mean, Iraq, of course, I was I was there with the Charlie Company 126 when they lost so many people. They lost five people in one day. Uh, and then the uh, 630th MPs lost a, a female soldier that day, too. Um, and just watching the, the angel flights take off from um, their tiny base Apache in, in Baghdad was probably one that sticks out the most. But certainly being with the medevac teams in, in Afghanistan and, you know, watching fathers of children back home taking care of children in Afghanistan in those those medevac birds was pretty heartbreaking touching at the same time so yeah mm. and really tough to report on that too because like I imagine your instinct too as a veteran having already served your instinct is to get involved is to is to cover down is to help the mission and you have got to kind of step aside and observe from a 30,000 foot view what's going on and help tell the human story. Um, I think it's what made your writing so good. And and if I was remiss in saying it in the intro, uh, you also covered that uh, in your book, they fought for each other, the triumph and tragedy of the hardest hit unit in Iraq. So thank you for putting words to it and helping us all kind of understand. Which is what brings us here today, right? Because this TV series PBS did, American Veteran, really puts not just words to it, but words and pictures. Um, 
tell me about the nexus or the genesis of this thing getting started. Because man, when I said the stock photography, like where did they get the footage for some of this? It's just amazing to watch history unfold before your eyes. Yeah. So as a consulting producer, which meant that they, I saw more of the end product and, and was in the initial meetings or some of the initial meetings to just uh, figure out what the format of it would be. So I, I don't know if they went to the National Archives, if they got it from the the um, veterans themselves, but it, it is really compelling stuff. The The World War II footage just blew me away, and they've got great fit- footage of women um, service members and African-American service members in, in that unit in Italy. Um, but yeah, we just kind of sat down and thought about what the veteran experience is. What are the things that we hear veterans talk about all the time and, and put it together from there. And that's where the four parts came from. You know, the third part is kind of a um, new thing that, that reintegration, that coming home from war. We, we've seen so many uh, series about war itself, but not really the whole piece of it, not the coming home from war. And then also trying to become a civilian after being a veteran and you know they just had some Amanda Pollock and her team just had such great thoughtful conversations about how to do that right how to do right by the veterans how to make sure that civilians really understand that that process and that they understand the story mm-hmm uh, you'd mentioned a little bit about the episodes, the way it's kind of broken down into four pieces and uh, the first episode drew me in And that's a total pun intended there. And I'm one of them. My name is Drew Carey. Yeah, I know what I look like. Thanks. uh... I've worked as a stand-up comic, had my own TV show, and today I'm the host of The Price is Right. Everything I ended up doing, I did better because of my time in the service. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Did you like how episode one sort of played on kind of the fun aspect of being a veteran like we're all like so many of us are lost we don't know what the hell we're going to do with our lives my motivations were pretty ordinary i was broke and crashing at my brother's place i had no job no prospects no place to go so i figured screw it why not sign up for the military uh did that ring true with you when you saw that first episode yeah i mean i I love how everyone describes how bad is you go through basic training and yeah like you were saying all of a sudden you don't have any hair or you're you're getting yelled at or someone's just standing in your face and they're spit on you and you just you know just everything hurts and they're waking up in the middle of the night and now it's funny and now it's it's a communal experience and now it's why every veteran can sit down at a bar next to another veteran and have something to talk about we've all been through you know that little bit of suck it's and, and made it, you know. All right, I want to take a quick break and uh, talk about another podcast that I know you're going to like. It's called Military Matters. It's from Stars and Stripes, and it's hosted by my buddy Rod Rodriguez and a colleague of mine at ConnectingVets.com. One of the things we used to like to do is, uh, you know, swap old war stories. And uh, like you do in the month of October, you like to swap haunted ones. And uh, man, some of the things he told me that he'd heard over the years from other service members um, just flat out made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. So uh, he's got a Halloween theme this week. So um, here's just a clip of what you hear. Almost everyone has a ghost story, it seems. 
but few professions carry the lingering presence of death like that of the military. From ghostly ships traversing the seas to the wandering spirits of soldiers walking long-forgotten battlefields, run-ins with the supernatural aren't unheard of, but sometimes those encounters can get a bit too real, a bit too close for comfort. These are real ghost stories from you, our listeners. Welcome to another very haunted Military Matters. I'm Rod Rodriguez. It was evening. It wasn't wasn't anything I could explain. It wasn't headlight cars. It wasn't anything at, at all like that. It was just totally, uh, totally gone. So, I mean, in, in my mind, I just kind of accepted it as, yeah, that's a, a paranormal event. I've seen, I seen ghosts out there. We start the ghost hunt. I start, you know, keeping in mind that this is a very tender situation. I'm not here to, oh, this is cool. This is cool. You know, these people lost someone and they're asking me for help. So I caught a bunch of clips. There was a part where I could hear humming and it was at such a weird tone. Again, that's the podcast called Military Matters. And now back to my podcast. Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now, starting this Tuesday night, PBS will air an incredible four-part series called American Veteran. And for the next four weeks, American Veteran will share powerful stories that are told by those who lived them, from the greatest generation to the men and women who come home from recent tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. What is that experience like, and how does it change the men and women who have joined the ranks? Tonight, the world's attention is absolutely fixed on Iraq. We only see a slice of the whole... I watch the wars unfold from the comfort of my couch and felt this guilt for being in college instead of being, you know, in uniform. So I made the decision then to, to join. I had two Marine parents. I just idolized them. My favorite shirt was, you know, my mom's a U.S. Marine. And I did, I wanted to follow in their footsteps. When the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we were at peace. We weren't bothering anybody. I wanted to get revenge. I wanted to get even. 16 of us in my class all enlisted on the same day. In my recent interview with consulting producer Kelly Kennedy, an Army veteran, award-winning journalist, and editor of Warhorse.org, we talked about episode two, where the show talks about how veterans feel about one of the most crucial parts of their life, their deployments. Tell me something about that episode, something about how the way it made you feel or something that somebody should know about what that day is like when you really do realize training's over. This is for real. Yeah, well, I mean, it opens with the the World War II veteran uh, talking about having to open the back um, gate to let the soldiers out on on the beach, and how the machine gun is is you know just hitting and hitting and hitting, and he knows as soon as he opens the door, the gate, those those guys are going to get gunned down, and someone finally says, you know, yells at him to to open the gate. And and it's his job to do that, and he does, and they immediately, they're, they're gone, immediately, they're gunned down. 
And, you know, what was compelling to me about that was, yeah, he obviously knew he was, he was in the thick of it, but he talked about the kid next to him who had red hair, you know, he remembered that detail. And then he talks about how uh, they weren't old enough to drink. They weren't old enough to vote, but they were old enough to die. And that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Like you aren't considered capable of making these big decisions on your own. And you haven't really lived enough of a life to to make big decisions, which is why you're in the military in the first place, because if you're 26, you're not going to join in most cases. But his first big experience in deployment is watching his people die. And I think that's um, terribly compelling and, and explains everything when you think about how veterans deal after they get out or the, the issues they face. It's It's life changing. And you said a lot when you said it happens in the first few innings of your life because you're a teenager, maybe just early 20s, and you go in there. And I've never felt older than when I went back and visited my aircraft carrier uh, for the 25th anniversary. And <laughs> I was, you know, in my late 40s. And I'm looking at guys that are like senior chiefs or lieutenant commanders, and they're younger than I am. And I'm, <laughs> I thought that chief was the oldest, sagest, wisest member of the tribe when I was in. And it turns out, He's just 35. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first sergeant, I was older than the first sergeant when I embedded with the infantry in, in Iraq. And I was just like, what? <laughs> He's old and grizzled. The first sergeant's always old and grizzled. What is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something Hollywood doesn't always get right <laughs> when they portray right. us in the movies. Um, speaking of Hollywood, uh, episode three kind of goes on to talk a little bit about how Hollywood war stories seem to end with the hero's triumphant return. But in reality, the road back to civilian life is often less certain. Um, you know, for some, there were the ticker tape parades, but for others, there were protests through the Vietnam era and the veterans recall the confidence that they brought home, uh, while others remember thinking, what am I going to do now? Um, what was your takeaway from, you know, that part of the show? Yeah, I'd say it's similar to my takeaway for all of it. And one of the reasons I'm so proud of this series is that everyone's experience was so different. You know, we all come in young, but such diverse backgrounds. They included such a different group of of people, you know. So, of course, your experience coming home is going to be different. Yeah. And through the eras, I mean, it's just been such a different environment politically, uh, socioeconomically in this country, you know, uh, from the World War II experience. And everybody came back to Glenn Miller and there's rock and roll. And then the world's happy, or at least our nation's happy. And then you've got Vietnam where we're just twisting from the inside out, grinding on so many different things, civil rights issues, and we've got political storms, and, and it's just a, a, a tough time to be in this country. And then you've got Desert Storm with this whole sort of new look at combat. Hey, it's on TV. Hey, look, wars only last 96 hours. Hey, look at that. We won. We're great. And then you've got 20-year commitment to flush the worst out of the world, and we and at times don't even know how to deal with that, which segues nicely into the episode four, which I thought was interesting that they casted J.R. Martinez to host it um, because most of America just knows him as, oh, he's a war veteran, but he's the guy that won Dancing with the Stars. He's the guy that survived, you know, burns all over most of his body, but, but, but he's the Dancing with the Stars champ. His life's great. And I think it 
begs that question, like, is life great for veterans today, considering all the honors and, and tributes we give them? You'd think, well, what more could we do for a veteran? But did you feel that, um, or I don't know, just basically, how'd you feel about episode four? And for that matter, how do you feel about the kind of modern veteran experience? Yeah, I think because the the series shows the different generations, it really plays into the idea of community involvement. So World War II, everybody was involved, right? There's a draft. Everyone cares about the mission. You know, people back home are doing their victory gardens and so on. Vietnam, people don't necessarily care about the mission, but there's still a draft. And so either you're serving or and you support service members or you're protesting it because you think they shouldn't be over there and you know someone from your high school your brother your cousin or somebody served or was lost and so you're fully engaged and so those veterans came home and in their the response from the population wasn't necessarily always positive but it was there and then you've got this generation where they're coming home from Afghanistan and people are saying we've still got people in Afghanistan or they have no idea how many people have died over there, or they don't know a veteran, or they don't know someone who's serving. And I think that for today's veterans, the the biggest difference and the biggest complaint is the people aren't engaged, you know, and and obviously that's a huge generalization, but, but that really appeared even when they asked people how they feel about, thank you for your service. And some people are like, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for, you know, acknowledging me. And other people are like, you know what, ask me about my job, you know, ask me what I did. Think about me and my story. When you vote in the future, learn about my story, find out about my brother who died. You know, it's that community engagement, I think is the real difference in today's veterans compared to previous generations. With that, I think that this conversation alone sort of exemplifies not only what American veteran on PBS discusses and shows through the generations, but really kind of unpacks how that's like you and I can, can be so radically different, even though some of the experiences we had were so similar and bond us together. So um, really appreciate your uh, uh, purview and your two cents and, and, and helping craft PBS's American veteran as an advising producer and appreciate everything you do with uh, the warhorse.org as managing editor, army veteran and uh, award-winning journalist, Kelly Kennedy. Just can't thank you enough for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You know, we're professors, we're farmen, we're mayors. We work at Home Depot. We deliver the mail. I mean, we are your neighbors. It's important for people to hear these stories, not just to understand why and when and where we send our sons and daughters to go and fight, but also in helping us to come home. You can watch the four-part series American Veteran on PBS on Tuesday nights, October 26th through November 16th. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcast starting May 8th. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts starting May 1st.